four-footer. Yes! Off the glass and in! John Gillen is beaten too. It's a third win against the top ten. And the Orange had him all the way. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into my heart. Three for the win battle. Bang! Boom! As the Orange do it again. The cardiac juice comes through on the road one more time. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Friday edition of Orange Nation. Snow's not scaring us away. Phone lines are open at 315-437-7644. We may have to get back to that soup story at some point later in the show because I have oh, some no, thoughts we, we will on J.R. Smith that. and throwing soup at an assistant coach. Did you have your class this morning? So for the first time since I was in high school, I had a snow day. It was very exciting. My class was canceled. Well, see, I, this is what I was gonna. This is why I was asking because I thought I heard SU was canceled, and Syracuse never cancels classes. Exactly, right? like like from the main office. You know, a professor might say, "Hey, guys, it's bad out. Don't come in." Like I can't make it in. Don't come in. But like they never like really cancel classes. And so I'm thinking about this this morning. They picked a Friday. Like they picked a Friday to well, cancel. I don't think their... they picked it. I no, think it but, just it no, was bad but like, out. But like this was the time yeah. in in the what? It's been 20, 30 some odd years that that they haven't canceled a class and like they were like, "Oh, it's a Friday. We don't really have any classes anyway except for Steve doing his 8 a.m. <laughs> uh, sports on TV class. Uh so let's just cancel all the classes when we have like four well, classes throughout Campus today. It's funny because last night I was talking to my daughter and she had three tests today. Uh, she's a freshman oh, in high so school. She's happy. She, well, she's happy, but she was like, "Dad, I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for my tests." And I said, "Don't worry about it. You're gonna have a snow day." <laughs> and you know, so she had me check with the weather guys, and and we were pretty confident that she was gonna have a snow day. And she said to me, "You know, well, maybe you will too." I said, "No, there's no way." So when's the last time you had a snow day? And so I was like, I don't know, high school? Your age? I'm thinking about, you know, 25 years ago. And she goes, oh, that's so sad. Well, maybe tomorrow will be the day. And I, I was like, there is no way. And then sure enough, I wake up and SU classes class is canceled. So I had, I had kind of a snow day. I'm here with you, so it's not a true snow day. And you have to go to Channel 9. That's right. True snow about- day would be nothing to do and stay at home. I, I didn't get that, but it was it was glorious to wake up this morning and not have to go to class. I love teaching that class. Don't get me wrong. If my students are listening, I love working with you. But it was a Friday. I was and tired. You got to sleep in. I got to sleep in a little bit. How bad would you have felt if your daughter didn't get a snow day? And you were just, I like, oh, felt and very you were just like, oh, don't worry about those tests. Like, you got plenty of time. You get the whole weekend. I would have felt like a very bad parent <laughs> if uh, if she had school today. Yeah, I told her, because she's not feeling well. She's got a cold. And I said, just go to bed. Get a good night's sleep. You're not going to have these tests tomorrow. So I'm glad that worked out. It's that's been a good day so far. That's kind of what I did to an extent, like with the high school basketball games we've got tonight. Like I had my outlines, like I had I had names and positions and points and, and stuff like that. And I got home after the games last night and I wasn't feeling well. And I was like, you know what? I don't think these games are going to happen. It can wait. And, and I did like three of the six teams. I went like further in depth. And I was like, you know what? If these games happen, I could do that tomorrow. And I can really finish getting ready tomorrow. Um, and now they, you don't have to. I don't have to. It's unfortunate, too, because we were looking forward to doing those games in the Dome tonight, but they have been pushed back. So the Class B final, for those of you wondering, the girls' Class B final, that has been moved to 7 o'clock tomorrow night inside the Dome. There's a rule that high school teams can't play a certain amount of time after a, a college game. So obviously SU Clemson's in the, in the Dome. Right. I think they have to wait two hours by like NCAA rules before they could play. So that game has been moved to 7 o'clock 
Uh, the second game tonight, which is the Class A final, uh, the Jamesville DeWitt girls are playing. Uh, they will play at 9 o'clock, and then the double-A final between CNS and West Genesee uh, now set for Sunday morning uh, inside the Dome, 9.30 a.m., and then the five boys' games will follow that. So in case you were planning on heading up to the Dome tonight, no games. They've been pushed uh, to the weekend. Did I think that's actually the same rule, by the way, just to throw this out there, especially in ACC play, why there aren't double-headers between the men and women. I'm pretty sure there's a, a similar rule on the books. Because, like, wouldn't it make a lot of sense to have, like, the women play a doubleheader with, the, like, the men and women's teams to play doubleheaders in the Dome? I thought it was so like they could on clear the everyone out and then make everybody pay to come back in. No, I think there's some rules. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Well, it's some sort of, like, recruiting, you know, NCAA, like... That makes sense. Read between the lines rule that, you know, you can't have high school kids, you know, taking in a free college game as they're getting ready to play or whatever. So it's two hours after the conclusion of the game. So the game's at 2. They say, well, all right, the game's going to end at 4 or 4.30, so we'll start the game at 7. So in any event, Class there B final starts at 7, Class A at 9, and then Double uh, A on Sunday morning at 9.30. Did you see the end of that Louisville-Virginia game yes. last night? Yes, I have that never awesome. seen I'm I'm old, as you know, turned 42 a couple days That's ago. That's it? Um, I have never seen a team... Go from up four with .9 seconds left to losing in regulation. I've never seen that before. Like, that took hard work out of Louisville to lose that game. <laughs> it really did. That took a lot of hard work to uh, to blow that lead. And uh, the remarkable thing is, and, and I'm a proponent of foul up three, but if you're going to foul up three, make sure that the, or in this case, up four, Make sure that the person's not going into a shooting motion. And, like, even with that being said, it shouldn't have mattered. Well, and, like, and even- it's not like they fouled intentionally. Like, it's not like they fouled him and, and he, you know, got a shot up and, oh, I, you know, my mistake. No, he, he was just too close. He, he was just contested. Why even contest? There's, you like, three have. seconds yeah. left. Don't even contest. You're up by four. Let him make the shot. Throw the ball the length of the court. The game is over. Do you that feel bad for Dang Adele? Um... Because of part of me, part of me feels really bad for him. Part of me is like, "Oh man, that's such a tough, uh, tough position to be in. You travel on the baseline, and then, oh by the way, you're the defender who lets the guy get free." Of course, and, you and feel when, bad. And when you when you watch the replay, it's even worse because Hunter catches the ball, and then Adele, who's guarding him, looks into the corner thinking somebody else had it, and then comes out on him. So it's a step slower to close out. Um, but like at the same time, I'm like, the ref literally was like, "Stay here." Like, do not move. Of the three things that happened in order for Louisville to lose that game, like, that was the least egregious. The fact that he didn't get out on DeAndre right, Hunter. Right, right, right. The foul on the three-pointer, just you that can't happen. You never see a travel and, and traveling, Right, traveling when you, you can't move, uh, that can't happen. Those two things can't happen. Um, and then, obviously, DeAndre Hunter, I mean, it was a catch-and-shoot situation. There was nine-tenths of a second on the clock, and he's able to get it up, bank it in, and, and Virginia wins, and... Ha- how about the story after the game that Tony Bennett said something to the ref right before? He was like, hey, guys, remember, he can't run the baseline. And the ref was like, yeah, we'll remind him, like, you're good. Like, And then it happened. I mean, how many times do you think coaches say to the refs over the course of the game, hey, look for the hand check. Hey, look for, you know, th- this guy's staying in the key a little bit too long. Hey, this guy entered the lane a little too early on a free throw. Uh, like, how many times do you think they say that 
only to not have it happen. And in this case, Tony Bennett goes, hey, make sure he doesn't run the baseline like he's not allowed to in this case. And then it happened. And how many times does it go the other way where the player forgets that he can run the baseline? Like if the opponent makes a basket and you call timeout, if if there's been no action, you can run the baseline. And so often it happens where the guy forgets he can run the baseline. The other team's pressing right. and they're coming out of a timeout and he just he stands feet locked down and he, he doesn't move and ends up making a tough pass because he doesn't move, you know, doesn't run the baseline. You know, in this case, he couldn't run the baseline and he did and he allows Virginia a chance and, you know, DeAndre Hunter hits a, an impossible shot, banks in a three and, you know, Louisville is on the bubble. Now, you know, is that game going to keep them out? Like somebody said to me, I, I said last night, can you imagine if this outcome keeps them out of the tournament? I realize that loss is not going to hurt them, but that win gets them in. Yes. They're safely in if they win that, that game. Now that they lost it, they, you know, they're not hurt by it, but they did not improve their resume. No, Steve, that game for Louisville was the UNC and Duke game yeah. for Syracuse, right? Specifically the UNC game. Specifically the UNC game, because um, that game was the, hey, you've got a chance to add a signature win to your resume. Right, and it's at home, and the signature win of all signature right wins, there, right? right? Beating number and that one, is, and that is the win this year. Beating that Virginia team is the win this season. Um, and with that being said, Louisville couldn't do it. I had a tweet written that said, "All right, Louisville did what Syracuse couldn't. They were able to pull off the signature win." Cards, cards, just resume, kidding. Cards resume looks better than the orange right now, and fake that news. Is, yeah, fake news. I had to, I had to delete it. I'm, gl- I'm glad I didn't hit send because I nearly hit send as Ty Jerome's three fell short, and then they blew the whistle, and I was like, oh, I should probably wait just to make sure. <laughs> and and so like you look at it, and Syracuse's resume right now and Louisville's resumes are very similar. We've talked about this a lot, right? Um, and if they could have pulled off that win last night, it would have given them. You know that leg up on the on the orange that would have made it very clear they're ahead of SU for the tournament selection. So as it stands right now, uh, Syracuse is locked into either the 11 seed or the 12 seed down in Brooklyn. That's it. They can't they can't move uh, any more than that. So if the tournament started today, they'd be the 12 seed because they lose the tiebreaker with Boston College. We talked about that yesterday. The 12-13 game is the noon game on Tuesday. Should they Let's get the 11 seed, uh, that would be the seven o'clock game. On Tuesday, in order to get the 11 seed, Syracuse would have to beat Clemson. Boston College would have to lose to Florida State. If those two things happen, SU goes to the seven o'clock game. That 11 seed, if you know either one of those things doesn't happen, then Syracuse remains the 12 seed. The way the path looks right now, it, it's it's not horrible if you're the 12 seed, Seth. As of right now, you'd get Georgia Tech, you'd get Miami the next day, you'd get Clemson the day after that. If you're the 11 seed, in my opinion, it's a little bit tougher. You get as of right now, Wake Forest, then Virginia Tech, then North Carolina. And again, I, I realize that you know you got to take it one game at a time. But if if you're Syracuse, you also have to look at all right. We need a few wins down there, and and that that path isn't awful if you're the 12 seed. No, uh, it's, I, I, I mean, think it's, it's more doable than Virginia Tech and North Carolina. Maybe I mean it all depends, right? Like, how do you look against Clemson tomorrow? If you come out and you beat Clemson, cool. That path probably looks a little bit easier uh, to go have to beat Clemson again. Um, if you don't beat Clemson, and if Clemson comes in and whoops you and is physical with you and is able to really knock you around, then maybe you want to play well, Virginia Tech. Let's and take I know it, that hang you on, beat- let's, let's take it. Let's take it one by one, though. Would you rather Georgia Tech or Wake Forest? Just knee-jerk reaction. Wake. You would rather Wake Forest? I think so. Why? I don't know. Georgia, don't Tech, Georgia Tech stinks. Tech, yeah, so does Wake Forest. 
Ah. I mean, Forest isn't good. Well, but they they can shoot the three. Georgia Tech can't. And you played. I mean, a you lost to both of them. Yeah, but you played, you played a fifty-five, like garbage 50, against well, you Georgia were, Tech. You played awful against Georgia Tech. I'm surprised you said that because and you've played Wake twice. Do you really want to play a team a no, third time? I don't. You, in my I opinion, no it's easy. You want to play time. Georgia? You're just trying to be difficult. You want to play Georgia Tech? In my opinion, no. I think and Wake then, is really bad. They've won 11 games this year. Miami against Virginia Tech. I mean, you already you you beat them both. I realize right. that. Virginia Again, Tech is playing wanna, a lot better right now. I don't want right any part of Virginia Tech. Virginia so, play, Tech is playing a lot better right now than Miami. And then North Carolina or Clemson? I'd rather play Clemson than North it's, Carolina. To me, it's a no-brainer. I think all three matchups, and again, there's no easy matchup, matchups not for in this, this league, team, And not for this team. All three matchups, I think you would prefer that path. Not that you want to lose tomorrow, but I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if you, you, know, you beat Clemson and BC beats Florida State and you stay in that 12 seed and you stay that 12-13 game. Th- see, that's the thing that matters. Like that's the thing that matters. I think it all starts with a win tomorrow. Yeah. Like I, I think that's the Get more some important momentum part. And then like, see what you, happens. If you're the orange, I think you have to win tomorrow. And then if you can win tomorrow and you win Tuesday, I don't care who you're playing. If you're playing Wake or Georgia Tech, it doesn't matter. Beat one of them. Right. That win doesn't really help you, uh, but it's not a loss that hurts you. And then you still, I think, probably have to win a couple more because you don't have, uh, you know, you'd have the Clemson win, but you don't have, you know. The top five win, the top ten win. I think Clemson's a really good win. I think it is close enough to a signature win. And I think, look, it's a top 20 win, top 25 win. That's going to be a signature win in its own right. But if you can back that up with another win against Miami, another win against a Clemson or or a team like that, uh, your resume is looking stronger. I don't know if it's enough, but your resume is looking stronger. And look, every team on the bubble is losing right now. Like, it's the bubble for a reason. The bubble always looks bad. Um, every team on the bubble right now is losing, so maybe Syracuse can take advantage of that if they can win tomorrow and then get two or three in, in Brooklyn. At minimum, at minimum, and I realize everybody's losing on the bubble, Syracuse needs to win three games in a row. Am I wrong? No. At minimum. No, not at all. Okay. I, I'm glad we're in agreement on that. I've, I've heard some other people say that, you know, well, maybe you know the next two would be, I don't think no. so at all. I, Tuesday does not help you. Tuesday, you keep your season alive. Tuesday you, you need to win to keep your season alive. Tuesday's win doesn't help you. Right. Tuesday's Tomorrow win does help nothing you. for you. And then that, that second game, you know, again, a, a win over Miami or Virginia Tech, both those teams are in the field. That would help you. You got to yes. win three in a row to, yes, to but, make it interesting. Yes, but beating a Miami or Virginia Tech and losing the next game, you're not in. Again, you still haven't done you're, enough. You're back probably. in the conversation. I, yes. Again, depending on what happens on the bubble, you win three in a row. You beat Clemson, some garbage team, and then Miami or Virginia Tech. Now people are talking about Syracuse again, and it's going to be close. Okay, so you, I, I don't know. I can't say. Well, they're definitely not in. At minimum, they have to win three in a row to make it interesting. I would feel a lot better, Seth, if they if they, if they won four, that, that next if, game. If they win four in a row, I think you're really yes, getting into. You're, in, you're in. You're really getting I, interesting. Yeah. I think you know I that would be three in. quality wins in a week. Right. So I you would play your way into in. the tournament, in my opinion. But at, at minimum, they got to win three in a row. All right, we've got a loaded show for you coming up next. We're going to hear from our good friend Joe Gorcho, who works at WISTV uh, ISTV down in South Carolina. He'll help us preview. Uh, this game tomorrow against Clemson, we've got Patrick Beeline, LeMoyne head coach, at 1245 as we do every Friday. And then Danny Shays, we missed out on Danny yesterday. We'll get to him at 1 o'clock. So we're going to take our first time out back with Joe, Gocho, uh, Joe Gorcho to talk Syracuse Clemson right after this on ESPN Radio. Our take on the day's top stories. It's today's business on Orange Nation. 
It's brought to you every day by Grossman St. Amour CPAs as we bring back our producer, Max Burgandy. So I told you I had a half hour. It turned out to be like 20 minutes. Yeah, Did you crushed you my deadline. No, anything I didn't. else I didn't. about the soup? I found an interesting debate. Uh, someone asked if it was chili. And then chili he is not second question. Well, that was the thing. Is chili soup? No. I don't think so. No. It's too hearty. It's like to be a soup. separate entity. It's separate. It's chili. What about like pea soup? That's thick like chili. It's in the same family though. Like that's the same idea. Like, we said, were, I, like I can't think of a worse it, food to get thrown under, on you, me. And chili's right. I mean, chili and soup in that regard are kind of the same thing. Like if you put it on the menu under the soup section, that's okay. Same but family. it's not really no. a soup. Yeah. I don't know. I could I could slide it, let it slide as a soup. No. Same family, but uh, did he did he no. yell no soup for you before throwing it? Up? There's no report. Nothing. Is Steve amazed that I made that Seinfeld? Seinfeld. And you've never seen, I've never seen you saw one episode of Seinfeld. And this it was is not a whole that, story. And it was not that one. Um, but that would that would go against what happened to say no soup for you because he <laughs> gave him some soup. So you want to hear, hear Richard Deitch's uh, power rankings for maximum impact soups thrown? <laughs> uh, he's got gumbo sure. at one. Is gu- isn't gumbo chi- like chili? It's like chili, but it's more soupy. So how is it soup? It's soupier than chili. Chili's thicker. Okay. So it's like got, stew. He's got Same gumbo, thing. bisque, clam chowder, French onion, cucumber, which I didn't even know was a soup. Ew. Tomato, pea, and then chicken noodle at eight. Tomato's at the top of the list. Because that's going to well, stay. No, no think, bisque is the same. Think, like lobster, bisque. Right. I think like, French onion would be pretty unpleasant. You have the cheese and the and the bread. The tomato, that though, would you be have no chance of getting no that out. That is, no. a, that is staining oh, no. instantaneously. And lobster bisque, too, right. I think same would be. Thing. Same would, idea. Would stain. I mean, there's different Clam varieties of chowder would bisques, be pretty but, terrible. Um, yeah. It's just thick. It's gross. No one wants that consistency. All right, let's move on. What else do you have? Uh, what about gazpacho? Come back to us when you have some answers. Cold soup? <laughs> yes. Cold soup would not, I don't even know. Would that be bad to get dumped on you? If you get more detail about all this before Can 2 o'clock, let us know. I ask one more quick question know. because Russell Wilson's going to get in that bat soon? Who's more likely to get a hit, Tim Tebow or Russell Wilson? Russell Today. Wilson. Today. Russell well, Tebow's Wilson. Tebow's hurt, isn't he? He's playing today. He tripped oh, over he? a sprinkler. Yeah. I th- he's I got he something. He's got and something in the most baseball-related injury in the history of baseball, Tim Tebow's out today. He's day to day because he tripped over a sprinkler. He's got something in common with Mickey Mantle now. What? He got hurt by a sprinkler. He tripped over a sprinkler. Did a little more damage to Mickey. A little bit. Um, so Chris Long was blasting people on Twitter today, asking uh, who were asking Lamar Jackson to work out at wide receiver, saying it's insulting to the quarterback. What do you guys? Do you guys agree? I mean, he was a Heisman winner. He was a Heisman finalist last year. Teams are now asking him to work out as a quarterback um, instead of or a wide receiver instead of a quarterback. I kind of agree to a certain extent. I wouldn't necessarily call it insulting, but I would definitely kind of is. Like, I don't know if he can be an NFL quarterback. I don't know if he's good enough. Um, Like, I don't. But the same way, I don't know if Josh Allen is good enough to be an NFL quarterback. And to be totally honest, don't you want to see Lamar Jackson try? Exactly. Like, don't you want to see this? Well, he I won the Heisman in 2016. He was a finalist in 2017. He's the third quarterback in FBS history to have 50 passing touchdowns to go along with 50 rushing touchdowns. Um, if they let Tim Tebow try and be a quarterback, Lamar Jackson can try and be a quarterback. Terrell Pryor. See, you guys say it's an insult. I mean, could you look at it as a compliment? That, no. How? That you, because Dude, athleticism. You are right. It, 
You are so athletic that we don't project you as a starting quarterback in this league, but you are so athletic that we're going to give you a shot to, you know, let, let, let's see what you can do. And we know you're fast. We know you're a playmaker. We know in the open field, you know, you can make guys miss. Let's see if, if this is a position for you. Maybe would, you can be a starting quarterback. I would agree with that, Steve, if I hadn't won the Heisman and finished third in voting, I think Tim it was. Tim Tebow won the Heisman. That's true. Yeah, and they let him be a quarterback. <laughs> exactly. And how did it work out for <laughs> it him? It didn't. Now he's so, playing baseball. Now he's playing baseball, which is my point. So maybe, again, no, being my- proactive, hey, you're not going to be a starting quarterback in this league, or we don't project you to being a starting quarterback. Or let's just see you at wide but, receiver. We'll give you a crack at quarterback. If it doesn't work out, you know you can you can potentially be like a Swiss Army knife for I us. Like, I don't I don't think that's a problem. I, th- I, f- I don't. I just I think that they should give the guy the opportunity to show if he's a quarterback or not. Well, I right? feel like, like Lamar him, Jackson like, was one of those. And players. maybe they will. Maybe Coming they out of will. high school, I feel like Lamar Jackson was one of those players that was positionless, where they just kind of said like athlete next to him, and, and then they were like, yeah, you can throw, most. you can run, you can catch, like. Like he didn't catch a single pass at Louisville, but maybe if you look back at something he did in high school, like maybe he was just that guy on that team. All these position changes with SU football, and I realize it's different because Antoine yeah. Cordy is not won the Heisman Trophy, and we don't know how it played out. We don't know if the you know the coaching staff went to him or vice versa. But is that insulting to ask a you know a, a college junior slash senior like, hey, your you know position of the future might be slot receiver instead of safety? I wouldn't call it insulting in that scenario because I think Cordy got the better end of the deal on this one. He's going to get to be like a bigger impact on. He's going to have a bigger impact on the team going forward on and, the offense. And and, but and I mean, he's also, we, no, but we just but talked look, about it yesterday when you said that they finally have the depth that that uh, it's not like he wasn't going to start at right. safety. No, he was definitely going to start but, at safety. But, but now Antoine that they have Cordy, the depth, but Antoine Cordy also has no leverage because he's been hurt the last two years. Like. He's coming back, and literally the coaches could say whatever they want to him to get him on the field. Like, what leverage does he have? What, what leverage does Lamar Jackson have if people say you're not going to be a quarterback in this league? You can either try out for wide receiver or go Tim, play baseball. Again, <laughs> I get, I'll go back to two guys. Tim Tebow, who did it and was defiant about it and signed with four teams. And it didn't work out. But but he was defiant about being a quarterback, and he was a quarterback for and signed by four different teams. So teams were willing to give him the shot. And then Terrell Pryor, who teams were like, "Yeah, hey, he's probably not a quarterback." He went and did it anyway, and at least got the shot of being the quarterback before he. You're had missing to be the a point, receiver. though. You're asking if it's insulting. Th- these are two different questions. Do I think someone will sign Lamar Jackson as a quarterback if he is defined about 1, it? Absolutely, absolutely. Someone will give him a chance. Do I think it's insulting for a team to say, "Hey, let's work you out a wide receiver. Let's see what you got." And and maybe that team will give him the shot at quarterback, and if it doesn't work out, you play him a wide receiver because he's so dynamic you want to get him on the field. I don't look at that as an insult. I look but, at that as a compliment. Well, I look at that as a team doing its due diligence to check out a, a super athletic guy and see if he can you know help their team. Would it change your mind if I told you that teams were asking him to only work out as a wide receiver and not work out as a quarterback as well? Because I think that's what was happening. Is teams were like, "Yeah, that you can was come, my impression. Come work out for us as a wide receiver, but we don't want to see what you got at quarterback because we already have our guy." What teams are? I mean, are these teams that no, have, no teams were listed? Okay, I'm just saying, so if this is a team and and we we are all in agreement that say, about, you, say it's the Eagles and they have Carson Wentz, yeah, and he's your guy for the not next insulting ten years. All, they, they're not looking for a quarterback. They've got two of them right now that yeah. they're they're very happy they're, with. Yeah, exactly. They, they, and that was my point. Is that essentially? 15, 16 teams in this league, they know who their quarterback is. If it's those 15 or 16 that are saying, hey, come work out for us at wide receiver, we want to see what you got, they're not looking for a quarterback. But if it's if the it's Bills. The, if it's the Browns or the, or the right, Browns. Yeah, like, then, but 
my guess is they, they do want to see what he can do. Because he might be an upgrade at that position over what they have. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about one of the most dynamic players to come out of college football in uh, I don't even know how long. I'm not a sure there's a position time. on the field that has the ball in their hands more than the quarterback. No, but he was, I mean, arguably, I'm not going to make any bold statements, but I think he was one of the most exciting players to watch in college football, probably since Tim Tebow at the quarterback position. I mean, He was the most exciting player to watch the last two years. I mean, no, without a doubt, the last two years. I'm saying I'm going to go further back than that and say at the quarterback position since Tim Tebow, like dynamically how he did it. I'm not even. I'm not going to. I'm not going to limit it to quarterbacks. Watching college football the last two years, Lamar Jackson was the most exciting player on the court on the field. Right? Did I leave someone out? Steve is out the timeout. No, I'm I'm giving. I'm giving the timeout signal. I think you guys are looking at this the wrong way. The the type of game that he has and that worked at the college level does that work in the NFL? It could. Michael Vick. That's about it. Couldn't it? Did, did it work for Robert Griffin the third? Well, yes. What, injuries what, aside. No, no, no. no, 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 no he tore no, his ACL, ACL three times. But isn't yeah. that the point? Don't we see that? I mean, what was, you know, we followed Donovan McNabb around here, and I know you you both are a little young for that. Oh, come oh, on. That's my hero on. right there before all that Early stuff in his came career, out. he ran a ton. Yeah, he did. What, right. did, what did the coaches tell him? you got to stop running. I mean, he also had a rocket arm, though. I don't know if Oh, he got hurt. The way that he played got him hurt. You can't play like that in the NFL for 10 years. You can't. You can do it for a year or two or maybe three if you're lucky. You cannot play like that in the NFL. Again, the only guy to ever do it consistently is Michael Vick. And the game's changed a lot since Michael Vick was doing it back in 2006, was it? 2007 when he first came I mean, I also think think the game has adjusted in some ways in favor of these quarterbacks when you look at some of the read option type things. I, I mean, the I Eagles mean, are no. running it with Carson Wentz. The, no, the because Seahawks the defense just got Wilson. so much faster, I, look, so I much agree more with athletic. You. I think the game has changed. I don't, look. He will not be able to do what he did at Louisville in the That's NFL. Fine. He can't. That's fine. It's you can't like to see him. That's, That's not fine, sustainable. But I'd like to see him try. Unless you're Cam Newton, who's a freak, and you're 6'6", 260. Like, that's the only way it's sustainable to play like that in a league like the NFL. To me, it's and not he an can't insult even do it. at all. It's, not a, it's, a, it's being realistic that you can't play like that in the NFL. Again, I think it has to do with the teams and who right. they have. It's all... Potentially. Yeah, it's all relative in that aspect of it. If, Like we said, if it's the Browns asking you to only try out for wide receiver yeah. and not quarterback, I'm going to be a little insulted. But if it's like a team like the Eagles or the Patriots where you know you got your guy, and then, you know, I might do it. So I, that, that's what I think. I yeah. mean, I, you know, there was no teams that were like, it wasn't released what Fair teams enough. were saying. Um, you got one more quick one because we got to go. Yeah, I got one more quick one. So Houston Astros pitcher Justin, Justin Verlander is demanding transparency from the MLB. Verlander acknowledged a recent study by 538.com that baseballs after the 2015 All-Star break, uh, they examined baseballs and revealed that recent baseballs were less dense that were used in 2017, um, which eventually sparked the, or potentially could have sparked the home run increase in last season. He's saying, I, all I'm saying is I don't care if balls are juiced, seriously. We're all using the same ball as a fair field. My issue is I don't like being lied to. I knew something was different. Century-old records are being broken, and numbers are skewed. I mean, last, I, no, the last I don't sentence, think he's wrong. Like, I don't think he's wrong. Like, the last I think the ball sentence probably is what was, was like, interesting to me. Century-old records are being broken, and numbers are skewed. So, do you guys have a problem with century-old records being broken by skewed numbers, or is it good for the game and the fact that these century-old records are being broken and now it's generating another wave of interest potentially coming in? I, yeah, I don't really care that the records are being broken. It, I think home runs create more interest for 
uh, casual baseball fans. Hardcore baseball fans probably hate it because there's less action. Um, but yeah, something was up last year. I don't care. It was. Yeah, I don't think any of every us team in the league this, was right? averaging like 1.2 home yeah. runs a game every no, nine I, innings. I know or something. Something, but, something was up last year. No, like, no, I know. I'm not I'm, disagreeing. I don't think any of us are surprised by this. Um, Does the league need it, to come out and say like I don't know? Just don't know. as long just as, as the, the same baseball is being used across the board, I don't think it matters. My biggest issue with PEDs. Well, that's not my biggest issue, but one of my issues with PEDs is that. You know, some were doing it, some weren't, and the, yeah. the ones that were doing it had an advantage. And then if the ones who weren't felt baseball, like they had to. If everybody's using the same baseball, there's no advantage. It, you know, it is what it is. So, no, I don't think the MLB needs to come out and issue a statement about it. But I don't think this surprises us at all. That was today's business, brought to you by Grossman St. Amore CPAs, located in downtown Syracuse. Grossman St. Amore CPAs provides businesses and individuals with tax planning, tax preparation services, and strategies to help minimize your tax liabilities. Learn more about how Grossman St. Amore CPAs can optimize the financial opportunities for your business online at gsacpas.com. LeMoyne head coach Patrick Beeline joins us next. Keep it here. We'll be right back.